Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know taxes are a reality whether we're working or retired. Coming up on today's show, we're going to dig into what is and what isn't taxed in retirement. And we've got some suggestions on ways that you can create a tax-efficient strategy for your retirement years. You found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years' experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you, too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Cruising Through Retirement is the program. Kevin Brooker is here to lead the way, driving us through or cruising down that retirement road or road to retirement. Kevin, a fiduciary, independent investment advisor representative, Silverleaf Financial, 30-plus years helping folks. You know what's going on. Kevin, how are you? Hey, I am doing great, Steve. You know what? Anybody invested in the stock market should feel good. We're hitting new highs again. Oh, man, it's it's amazing to watch that. Uh, it's been it, the week has been a series of really extremes, hasn't it? Oh, it has. It's been crazy. If you if you anybody, if you watch the market day to day uh, or if you watch it all day like I do, <laughs> then it can it can drive you crazy. So I don't recommend that. Um, you know, but earlier in the week, you know, we had we had uh, a lot of you've got a lot of earnings releases coming out right now for quarterly earnings releases. And, and we've got a lot of companies that come out. It's not so much the earnings that they've just you know achieved but what their forward-looking comments are. You know, how, do, how does it look to them for the upcoming quarter, two quarters, year? And that's really what's driving the market. And earlier in the week, we had, we had some rumors that some of the big tech stocks, like NVIDIA, uh, were going to miss earnings estimates. And so the stock was all over the place, including a whole bunch of other artificial intelligence stocks. Uh, and, then to, and then later on in the week, though, you look at it Thursday, when numbers came out Wednesday after the bell, look at it Thursday, and I want to say it was up like 15% or something. And, and a little known name that's also out there called Supermicro, which has been a phenomenal stock. I think it's tripled like in two months. Oh, wow. And it's unbelievable. It's up over 30%. Well, uh, what do they do? This, well, they sell devices that go into the NVIDIA machines. Oh, and, okay. All right. And, and Seems Super like Mi the right kind of place to be at this point. Oh, yeah. And, and the CEO, the boss of uh, Supermicro, has been buddies with, uh, what's his name? It's like, I think it's Jensen Huang or something. Yeah. Is, is the boss at NVIDIA. They, well, they've been friends for like 30 years. 
and they started their companies right around the same time in the early to mid 90s. And they've known each other for a long, long time and they've worked together throughout that entire time. And Supermicro sells devices that act, um, that they're, I, I, I won't describe it perfectly right, but they help to keep the, the NVIDIA hardware cooler because the equipment gets very hot. Sure. So, the, so these are machines that help to cool them uh, and they're considered to be very much in demand. And if you look at the stock, you will see that. Uh, that is one that I started looking at when it was probably 250, went to 300, 350, 400. I'm like, oh my God, I missed it. And it's almost at a thousand now. And oh my gosh. Uh, so there is a lesson in here, guys, is that if you, if you are an investor, you really want to think about it and approach it as a long-term investor. And then you won't be, you won't be whipsawed or scared in and out of the market on these short-term moves. Because what you want to do if you're a long-term investor is if it, it does go down, if there is weakness and you have, and you remain, you know, with high conviction about how good a, a company is and a stock price should perform, then you should be buying more when it goes down. Right. And, you know, and, and, but sometimes waiting for something to come down, like I just described, I was doing with Supermicro, sometimes waiting to try to get a better entry price just doesn't work because it just keeps on going up right in your face every day. And, and so, you know, typically I like to buy stocks on weakness. I like to buy them when they're out of favor. I like to buy them, you know, when, when, when people are selling, right? Yeah. But it's not, that is not always, those are not always the winners. Sometimes, you know, people say, well, how high is high, right? And, and meaning just because it's at a high, you know, like when I looked at it at 400, I thought it was high and it, it jumped another 150% in a matter of a couple months. So, so don't, don't uh, constrain yourself sometimes. What I'm trying to say, sometimes you just have to recognize some of these high flyers for what they are and realize that, you know, every stock is not going to be at maybe what you consider to be a perfect valuation. You know, like a lot of us like to look at price to earnings compared to growth rate, things like that. And I was talking, I was talking to Steve earlier, talking about Amazon. Yeah. I watched, I watched, I've watched Amazon for decades and I never felt comfortable buying it because I could never justify the valuation. The price was always far higher. You know, I don't think it ever traded at 20 times earnings and or less. And, and uh, it, it's, it's something I could never wrap my head around because uh, I couldn't make it. I couldn't see how it made sense from a valuation standpoint. And what I've learned is that sometime the markets, sometimes the markets are looking out, you know, three years, four years, five years in terms of the growth. And then you can make it make sense if you have some projections about growth. If you expect, you know, the earnings to triple in the next five years, then you can probably make that argument on valuation. Mm -hmm. So so the moral of the story is sometimes, you know, stocks are trading based on momentum, which we're in a big momentum market right now. Uh, and if you have if you have any thoughts about artificial intelligence, personally, I believe AI is the biggest trend to come back into the market, probably going back to the dot com era in the 90s. Um, but everything that I'm hearing is that it's going to be far, far bigger. And we are really only in, let, let's call it the first or second inning of a nine inning baseball game. Oh, yeah, I would agree. It, right? it, how fast that changes and how quickly it, it just expands and grows and it, all, the, all the other players are jumping in. Oh, it, it definitely, definitely. And, and, and now if you look at, like, for instance, NVIDIA, which is, I believe the market cap is now just past Amazon. Speaking of that, that's why I was Whoa, kind of talking about those. That's significant. It is. It is. It's huge. It's huge. And, and, and the thing is, if you go back and look at the growth, this company's growth is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And that's why tech stocks are getting so much attention because the growth, these companies, the cash flow they're generating, 
the growth they're putting out, the amount of product that they're selling is just blowing everybody away. It is literally beating everybody's estimates, which is why these stocks are moving the way they are. If you look at any AI stock, you know, this week, you'll see that it had a rough ride at the beginning of the week. And then towards the middle end of the week, they really just took off. And so I'm looking at a lot of them now saying, where do I think these are going to go? Not tomorrow or next week or next month, but I'm asking myself, where could they be two or three years from now, four years from now? And that's the, the lens that I want to look at these and make my decisions. But at the same time, realize you could see yourself down 50, 60, 70% on that investment at any point in time. All right. So make sure you're comfortable for a roller coaster ride if you start playing in any of these stocks because they can, they can be very volatile. Uh, most of them are more volatile than the overall S&P uh, 500 index. Well, as you look at that, you talk about the entry price. I mean, so it's, to me, it's, you get to a point where, okay, I'm just going to bite the bullet and buy it and hope. That's, yeah? that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, all right, yeah. that's what I thought. <laughs> no, because when I, when I was buying NVIDIA, it had already ran. And, yeah. and, and now I've got gains of 45 50%. Wow. And... Um, it had already run and, and I had to like, you know, plug my nose, <laughs> cross my fingers when I, sure. when, I hit, when I hit that button to buy and, but it did not feel good. It felt like, what am I crazy? This thing has already ran. Why am I buying it here? And I said, you know what? I just believe they're going to continue to perform. And luckily so far they have. And, and I do think, uh, I mean, NVIDIA is the heavyweight. They, they lead the market in, in these devices, uh, obviously, there's competition, and, and when the markets get so big, you know there's going to be new competition coming in. So somebody else could come up with, a, with the next great device that, that all the, uh, what do they call them, the hyperscalers are all buying, companies like Amazon and Meta. Um, Meta, and, Meta, you know, formerly Facebook, yeah. they, came, they came out and said something they're going to spend, something like $10 billion on NVIDIA products, some huge, huge number. Huh. That's, that's one of the things that's going on. These, these huge tech companies are the customers. And, and so um, it's a very exciting industry, very exciting space. I would definitely recommend if you're a growth investor with a longer term horizon or at least midterm, you should definitely take a look at those stocks if you're comfortable with the volatility because they will be they will be volatile. That much I can promise you. Sure, I, I like the way you set it up with terms in terms of what AI is and, and comparing it to the dot com because it feels like that to me. It, it, I mean, it's yes. that to me, it's that big a deal. It, 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 you know what it truly is. And I, and I think we can't even wrap our head around exactly how it's going to change the world and change society. Right. Um, you know, but NVIDIA, you know, the CEO, he's, he's talking about sovereign nations investing and in buying their products. Right. It's not just, it's not just a United States thing. Um, and, and one of the things, uh, the Biden administration passed restrictions that the administration was getting concerned about our very, very best computer products and chips and silicone and all that good stuff, yeah. that the very best stuff being sold to China could then be used as weapons against us. And so they severely limited these companies' ability to sell product to China. And, and I don't, I'm, I'm not an expert on all the terms, but I know it's had a material impact on most technology stocks, including NVIDIA. And so what I'm getting at is that the numbers that they reported, that's with weakness. That is with a decline in business to China. And, and so I'm sure they're working on a workaround. They're working on products that the government will give them the approval to sell to them. Um, and, and so there's a lot of things happening, but I really think we're at the beginning of the AI revolution. I think this is going to last for years and years and years. And so I am, I am going into these looking for the, I'm looking at the next three to five years. Okay. That's, my, that's my personal time frame. 
I can't make any promises, of course, but I believe that between now and three to five years from now, these stocks will be much, much higher. All right. I like that. Folks, if you want to sit down with Kevin and have this kind of conversation, maybe see how this might work in your plan, 800-975-6717. Or if you don't have a plan, Kevin's happy to help. All right. I mean, if, uh, you know, and let me ask you this. So would you help or does it make sense to help somebody uh, or do they need help after they're in retirement for two years, three years, five years? Does that make sense to sit down with you? Definitely. Definitely. Um, In fact, I, I would say it's very important to sit down with somebody you know, sit, sit down with me. We can talk. Hopefully it'll be a good fit and we can move forward. But you need to sit down with somebody and work with somebody that you trust and cool. that you can yeah. communicate openly to. And and that way they can build a portfolio, help you with your portfolio uh, to make sure it's hitting your objectives and that they're not taking more risk than they should. Or, or maybe they're not taking enough risk. I've had some people tell me, hey, I want to I want to do you know swing for the fences a little bit more. I said, OK, fine, we can do that. All right. As long as you're comfortable, that's the biggest thing I always tell my clients is I just want you to be comfortable. I don't want right. anybody, you know, I don't want anyone losing sleep at night. I don't want you you're looking at a statement or looking at the stock market and getting worried or having anxiety about about anything. And and so if, you, if you're a person that watches the markets really closely uh, and you and, and if you see something down 20 percent uh, and if it's and if it's causing you, you know, you know, stress or anxiety, then you then you might have too much exposure to the stock market. And and so. Um, so that's just something to be very well aware of, to know your own risk tolerance, because a lot of people think that they can handle the stock market, but, but, and, and anybody can, it's easy when it's going higher. That's nobody has a problem with that. All right. right? But the problem comes in when it's down. All right. And so remember right now, we're really just back to where we were in the end of 2021. All right. Two and a half years ago, the market hit a high in what, October, November of 21, somewhere in that range, end of 21. The market hit a high and the S&P went up to 48 or 4,900, if I remember correctly. And that was two and a half years ago. So if you're buying at a high, all right, just realize maybe you're buying at the top. It could drop and take another couple of years to come back. If you go back, the lesson that I remind everybody of, go back to Mart, you know, to the spring of 2000. If you were buying, let's say Microsoft at, in 2000, you wound up having to hold on to that for 12, 13 years before you're really making any money. Oh, wow. All right. It went down and you had to hold that for years and years and years at a loss. All right. So all those statements, all those, all those, all, all those times you're looking at it, you're looking at a loss for a long time. And so sometimes that does happen. Nobody can tell you, you know, the day-to-day or week-to-week movement of the market. That's what makes it so challenging. But if you do your research and, and, and you pay close attention, you can build very successful portfolios. And if you work with somebody like me that's been doing it for a long time, I think you'll have that much higher chance of success. And again, even after I've retired, it makes sense to sit down just to get another opinion, make sure that plan is still good. Oh, no, quite. You know what? I would say it's even more important because while you're working, you've always got more money coming in. Sure. So if you, so if you screw up, you've got another paycheck coming, right? But, sure. when, but when you're retired... You probably don't have as much discretion. Maybe you do, and if you do, fantastic. Good, congratulations. But most people don't have as much discretionary income or have as much of an ability to make a mistake when they're retired, uh, make a financial mistake. Sure. You know, because you probably have a limited amount of assets, and 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 most people don't have. You know, most people that are retired successfully, they do have discretionary income, of course. Um, and and so to me, I'm going to say it's even more important because I want to. We want to make sure we're not taking more risk than we have to. Right. And I tell people, Steve, I tell them all the time, 
if you have enough money to live the, the life you want to live, to live the retirement you want to live, and you can do it just off the interest on your money, I would suggest that as your first choice. All right. That's where I'm at. In, in other words, I'm saying, why take risk if you don't have to? All right. right. So, so if you could live off three grand a month and you can put $600,000 into a fixed rate investment at 6%, you got 36,000 a year coming in just off that 600 grand interest, just spending the interest. And then other money you can, if you want to put it in the stock market, put it in the stock market and try to grow it or, you know, go out and buy yourself a sports car or whatever you want to do, have fun with it. Cause you know, you got your basis covered with your income needs. Uh, and that's of course, in addition to your social security and any other uh, savings you might have. Sure. So I think the key is starting off, making sure you've got the income that you want, making sure it's secure. All right. I gave the example of a guaranteed interest rate. Um, the risk is that in the future, when your investment matures, the risk is what we call reinvestment risk, meaning interest rates could be lower and you might not be able to get the same amount of income off that investment. So there's a lot of things we have to consider when we're putting together these plans. Um, and, and the first one I want to start off is risk. And then I want to make sure you have your needs covered, hopefully with guaranteed investments. And along the way, we're going to have to figure out taxes too, right? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, we're, we've rounded the corner into tax season big time. You're getting, yes. You must be getting calls. People must yeah. be interested. Yeah, you know what? We do get calls this time of year, every year. Uh, people asking for their 1099s, you know, and, okay. and, and uh, which, of course, is the tax document you need to do your tax returns. Shows, you know, how much money you made, um, or I guess it could show how much money you lost. And so you want to make sure you have your final 1099s. Now, remember, a lot of companies, such as the ones that I work with, excuse me, they send up preliminary, what they call draft. And it says in big letters, draft uh, on the 1099. So to, the idea is to give you the, the information to get started on your return. But that the idea is not actually to file the return until you get the final 1099s. Or if you do want to do it and go ahead anyway, just realize you might have to go back and amend that return if something changed. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And, and you know, we were talking about this before the show. It's a, why, why the anxiousness? Why, why the rush to get the taxes done? I mean, it, you know, <laughs> only if you get a big refund coming. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> But I, I mean, think most of the folks that you work with, you know, and certainly most of the people I know, there's no refund coming. No, there's no <laughs> refund. And, and, and most people, you know, I say in a perfect world, the, the, the line would be zero on the bottom. That's uh, what I want. You, you know, no refund. I don't know you anything and you don't know me anything. And that means, you know, because the, with the refund guys, the refund, I, I didn't have a problem with people having, getting a big refund when interest rates were at zero. All right. Because you couldn't really make anything on the money anyway. But if you get a five grand refund, you could have had that five thousand dollars in in a in a money market bank you know, a bank account paying you four and a half five percent, so you could have made two two hundred fifty bucks just in interest by having that. And the IRS is not going to give you that interest, so they probably made the interest on the money. Of course, right? So, so uh, I don't recommend having the big refund, especially when there's alternatives. Um, you know, and you're, and you're right though. Most clients, most clients that I work with, they they wind up having to write a check, and a lot of them have to file actually estimated quarterly taxes. Sure. Well, all right. So we need income in retirement. We've got to get that going. We've got to set that up. Um, so what of our retirement income is taxed? And I know I'm, I'm sort of leading the, the chart, leading the, the way here, but Social Security benefits, yes, they are taxed. We had quite a discussion about that last week. Yes. They, for, the, for the most part, they are. And I want to remind everybody, you know, there is legislation pending right now in Washington um, that's called You Earned It, You Keep It. And this is a bill to repeal the federal tax on Social Security benefits. It would pay for that by getting rid of the cap on the payroll tax. Right now, you stop paying into Social Security around 168000 in income. And they're suggesting that we give 
that we open it up from 250 and above. So there'd be a window or a donut hole from like 170 to 250 that, you, that people don't pay Social Security tax, which I think is ridiculous. I think they should just eliminate the cap altogether. Everybody should pay the same percentage into Social Security. That's what it is. You'd be paying the same percentage. But right now, wealthy people, people with high income, they don't pay any more Social Security uh, payroll tax once they pass that income threshold. So this bill is looking to eliminate that income threshold, creating that little window. But the key, guys, is to get rid of the federal tax on Social Security benefits. The accounting office came out and said it would actually be it would be a positive for the debt. It would decrease debt over a long period of time. So the program would pay for itself. So to me, it's a win win. Talk to your congresspeople. It's there right now. But for some reason, they're not talking about this in the major news stations. Nope, so they you, sure aren't. Right. And guys, if you know anybody that's in that's in the news, in the media, radio show, newspaper, have, talk to them about it. Have, have them talk about it. This is a big, big thing. I would think both sides of the aisle would be in favor of this because it would put more money in the pockets of retirees. And the way we're doing it is just imposing the tax that all the rest of us already pay so that high income earners would pay the same percentage as all the rest of us. Sure. Well, and again, this is something that, and I mentioned this last week, but if you are a member of ARP or even if you're not, if you go to AARP.org, you look at the top, there's a, there's a banner called Social Security. You drop that down and you can connect with your local uh, representative and senators right there. You can send them a letter yes. direct and you can customize that letter. To whoever. Now, they've got one already written for you, but you can customize it and tell them what you're thinking and tell them what you're feeling. And I guarantee you're going to get a, you're going to get an answer. Yes, do it. Definitely do it. In fact, I'm starting to send out emails to all my clients. I'm trying to let everybody know with the hope that somebody can, can get this to somebody that's got some influence, maybe has a show. I mean, to me, this is one of the biggest things that's out there. And I, and I swear I'm not hearing anything about it in national media. Well, you know, I work with advisors all over the country, and I'll be honest with you, very few of them have, have even heard of it. I've had to explain it. It's, it's, yeah, right? And that's, and that's, okay, I appreciate you doing that. Okay, but it shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't be like that, guys. This is big. And, and, I've, and I'm wondering exactly what are the powers out there that don't want this to pass? I, I mean, obviously, I guess high-income people because they, they don't want to pay more. They don't want more money out of their pocket. But Well, yeah, and that doesn't matter which side you're on. I mean, the wealthy are there. And they don't want to pay it. I understand that. But yeah. hey, let's uh, let's think big picture here, can we? Let's think big, <laughs> right. Let's think big picture and realize, and they're just paying the same percentage as everybody yeah. else if we get rid of the cap. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so by all means, because right now, guys, Social Security for most people, most people pay tax on up to eighty-five percent of their Social Security benefit right now. It's not an eighty-five percent tax. It just means you're paying tax on up to eighty-five percent of the benefit because for a single. Um, what is it at twenty five thousand, and and for joint thirty two thousand is the income and above I believe if I'm not mistaken on the numbers, but those numbers haven't changed since something like forty years. Yeah, right. Since eighty three, since they implemented it. Yeah, and that's why so many more people are, are subject to that tax now, and so this bill would repeal it, right? So talk to your congressman, congresswoman, let them know you know that you're in favor of the uh, you earned it, you keep it act. All well, right. I like the name. That's one of the best names I've ever heard for a bill. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not one of these crazy acronyms. Which all the, you know, no, these silly exactly. Things in it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I like it, too. So unfortunately, though, guys, your pension plans are going to be taxed, uh, generally they, speaking. They are, well. too, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And so, you know, your interest-bearing accounts, those are taxed at ordinary income. Uh, unless it's a muni bond, uh, you might be subject to state tax, but that'll be exempt from federal and, um, and of course, in st uh, capital gains rates. So remember, if for stocks and bonds, 
primarily stocks, mutual funds. You know, you can get long-term capital gains rich, which are lower for most people, if you hold something for more than a year. If it's less than a year, it's going to be taxed uh, at your income tax rate. So you want to be aware of these things as you're doing your taxes and you're going through retirement, because one of the things we talk to folks about is is having some tax-free accounts, right? So yes. having the, the Roth IRA, I think, is a fantastic vehicle. You know, I talk to people all the time. I say, would you... Have, have you ever thought about, have you ever asked yourself, wouldn't you, with, whether you'd rather have, let's say somebody's putting 10 grand in their 401k and they're getting the tax deduction and they don't pay tax on that 10 grand today. But over time, guys, that money is hopefully going to grow, right? Yes. Maybe, maybe to 20,000, 30,000, 40,000. So why are you making the choice to pay, to, to get the deduction on the 10 grand and to pay the tax on the bigger amount down the road? That, it doesn't make any sense to me. No, it right? doesn't make any sense. So if you're, unless you're planning on your account size to go down and you're planning on losing money, then it would make sense to take the deduction now, right? But if you think about it, if you're investing in a retirement account and it's a long term, in my opinion, if you're able to make a contribution to a Roth, that's a better way to go. Because if you're able to grow your account over time, you'll be getting the tax break on the bigger amount of money by not having to pay tax on it when you take it out down the road. And so I'm a big advocate of Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks. If you make too much money, you can't tr- contribute. There's still a back door available to you. All right. But there is talk in Congress about getting rid of that back door. So what that means is if you have too much income so that you don't qualify to contribute to a Roth, you can do a Roth conversion. There's no limit. On, there's no income limit uh, in order to do a conversion. So even if you're making a couple million dollars a year, you can still contribute, convert your retirement account to a Roth and that, and then and that get the benefits of tax-free growth from the Roth, all right? So there are rules that we have to follow. Just reach out to an advisor. Feel free to give me a call. I'll be happy to go through it and, and figure out the strategy for you too. Let's talk about uh, traditional IRAs and 401ks. Yes, we got to pay the tax on that. But you, you mentioned a Roth 401k. How advantageous is that? And I, I know it's a silly question because it's definitely advantageous to utilize that part if you, if you have a 401k and it's available. You know what? I'm, I'm of the opinion that tax rates are, 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 I think, okay, the probability to me that tax rates are going lower in the future is very low. Okay. <laughs> right? It's a big, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Do, you think, do you think with 30-some trillion dollars in debt, and growing um, and paying and we're paying more interest on that debt than we have in a long, long time. Uh, I just don't see any way tax rates are coming down. Um, and so that's part of the reason. Remember, remember, some of the tax cuts that were enacted by the previous administration, those are going to be expiring in, I believe, in 26. So I believe you've got 24 and 25 um, to do those. And if you're in a lower bracket because of those, maybe it makes sense to convert some money into a Roth if you've got at least several years, you know, that you can put the money away and invest it. If you think you want to start using that money in the next year or two, then it might not make sense to do it. All right. So you need to look at your own individual situation. But my opinion is that I would rather pay the tax on what I believe is going to be the smaller amount of money when I put it into the account, because then I'm going to try to grow the money for years and years and years, if not decades. And so if you think you're going to be able to do that uh, and forgetting rates, let's assume they stay the same. Right. Would you rather pay the tax on 10 grand or, or would you rather get the tax benefit? On twenty or thirty or forty thousand dollars. Well, yes, I, duh. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I think everybody would rather do that, but I think I think everybody would just. I don't know that honestly. I don't know that a lot of people even think about it. 
Um, and I think they just say, oh, I, uh, I've always heard you should do a 401k, so I'll do a 401k. Yeah. But I don't think it goes beyond that. I don't think they. No, it doesn't. I mean, I think for a lot of folks, you know, for me, I will, you know, I was working for a big company. You get to the HR meeting where you get welcome to the company and they, they say, okay, we've got a 401k. You're already enrolled. See ya. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So guys, if, if you're young, if you're in your 20s or 30s, definitely, 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 definitely look into a Roth, okay? Because if you've got 20 years or more of investing, it, it's, you know, you have very, very good chance of seeing nice growth from that money. Uh, to me, it's a lot better move paying the tax when it goes in and having a tax-free income later on. Because that's the flip side of that, is everybody looking at planning their retirement, right? That all their money is in a 401k or an IRA. Well, you, you got to remember, probably 20, 25% of that doesn't really belong to you. That belongs to Uncle Sam, all right? So you got that million-dollar 401k. It's more like probably 750 or 800. Sure. All right? So you want to just remember that because um, not only that, but because you're going to have, if you're going to be pulling a decent amount of income from your retirement accounts, most likely you're going to pay tax on Social Security as well. All right? Sure. Which is, what, which is why we were talking a few minutes ago about that new bill to repeal the federal tax. All right? Right. Um, so the, 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 the lousy part is that, yes, we pay, we pay tax on everything, but, but that's the price you pay for living in this fantastic country and having well, all the services we have. Well, well so. what about life insurance proceeds? That's a different story. Life insurance is tax-free if it's set up properly, all right? So now remember, remember something. A lot of people have been sold trust accounts. And, and then the attorneys or the people that sold it to them say, now, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you've got to make the beneficiary on all your accounts the trust or you put it in the name of the trust. Sometimes the trust will wind up having different tax consequences, all right? So it's not just about putting something into a trust to protect your assets, Make sure you have a conversation about the tax implications, all right? Does that change? And in some cases, it changes it dramatically. Now, there's a lot of different types of trust accounts. I just wanted to mention that because that is something that comes up. So in other words, if you, have, if you have your trust become the owner and the beneficiary of a life policy, if it's owned by a trust or set up, or, that might impose some taxes that might not have been paid if you had that set up individually. All sure. Right? So mm -hmm. just remember that something like IRA accounts, any account that has beneficiary designations, if you set those up properly, meaning you name somebody that is alive at the time of your passing, all right, then that will avoid probate. You don't need that to be in a trust account, in my opinion, because it's going to avoid probate anyway. And your beneficiary designation will supersede anything written, written in a will, okay? So you want to make sure you're familiar with these things and aware of it um, because it, it, it could impact you or your family. Uh, All right. We talk a lot about annuities, Kevin. Um, where does that fall in the tax uh, realm? You know what? Annuities are, ta are, are treated just like IRAs. All right. Okay. And, All right. And, so there's taxes. Yeah, there, there are taxes. And what I tell people, the reason I say it that way, Steve, is because I want people to realize that tax deferred vehicles are treated the same. Okay. So you put money into an annuity and it grows tax deferred until you pull the money out. Just like if you put it into an IRA, it would grow tax deferred until you pull it out or into a 401k tax deferred until you pull it out. And then all of them, the growth is going to be taxed like income. Okay, so those are all treated the same. Money coming out of annuities is treated, is taxed at income tax rates, just like money coming out of an IRA or other retirement account. Sure. All right, well, that's good. So it doesn't matter what, what we have. You can walk us through the whole tax situation. And, and it's different for everybody, I know, but at the same time, you know, the fact that you put so much emphasis on tax strategies is really key and, and really helps us succeed. Oh, uh, you know, you know what? I say we we all pay enough in taxes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and so, and so, if there's anything I can do 
to help you legally reduce your tax bill, I'm going to do it. And, 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 that, and so that's what I want to keep an eye out. So we want to watch the tax brackets. We want to make sure we're of the how different things interact with each other. Because if you have a big income year, you could wind up having to pay more for your Medicare next year because you went over it. There are different levels that people pay for Medicare. Um, not the hospitalization part, but part B. And, and uh, so that's the one that you pay a premium for. You could pay more there. Depending on the state you live in, you could lose a, you know, a lot of states offer a property tax exemption, meaning they'll freeze, I should say property tax freeze. So your, your taxes, property taxes will not go up any higher if you make below a certain level, like a lot of states, it's like 50 grand. Uh, so if you have too much income, now, you're, now that could impact your property taxes as well. So, so there's a lot of cross currents going on, guys. We want to be aware of them. So make sure you have the conversations with your advisor uh, so he or she can help you, you know, make the best decisions. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member Spinra SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.